Welcome to Christ Church. The following is a homily from our Sunday morning gathering in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Enjoy. And then the Grinch puzzled and puzzled some more. The Grinch puzzled till his puzzler was sore, and then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas means so much more? In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. We have spent the past month uh, in church uh, in the season of Advent in which we uh, read readings about the coming judgment of the world as hoping that the Lord will come and make things right. We have been uh, praying and and singing uh, songs that talk about the longing of a world um, that, that, that wants to be made right. And it's a common theme and a common reflection for God's people. In the reading from Isaiah today, Isaiah harkens back to another time. He says, as it was in the day of Midian. And year over year, as I heard this Old Testament passage read on Christmas Eve, I've never paid any attention to the Midians. It harkens back to another time in Judges chapter 6. The book tells us that it is the darkest times of Israel. It is so dark that the people are hiding in caves. They're living in caves because they are so afraid of their neighbors, the Midianites. Every time Israel plants crops so that they have something to eat, the Midianites kill it. The Midianites find their livestock and destroy them before they can use them for clothing or for food. The people of Israel are wondering, is this it? Is it all going to end here? God comes to a man by the name of Gideon. And if you want a a good uh, storytelling of this, uh, go on YouTube and watch the VeggieTale version um, of it because it is very well done. So God comes to Gideon and he says to Gideon, um, you're going to go up against the Midianites, your enemy. And Gideon says, God, this is really not good planning because my clan is the smallest of all the clans. And God says, well, don't worry, I'm going to get you an army. Gideon goes, this is great, I'm going to have an army. You're going to pick the best people, right, God? God says, well, actually, no, that's not my plan. What I want you to do is I want you to go down by the river and good soldiers will hold a weapon in one hand and, and, stand, and sit on a knee and they'll drink water by lapping it with their hand so that if somebody comes along, they're ready to fight or defend themselves. And he says, I don't want you to pick the people who know well enough how to drink water out of a river. I want you to find the people who set their stuff down, lie on the ground, and lap the water like a dog. Gideon knows this could not possibly go well. But he obeys and he goes and he finds the men who have no sense and do not know how to drink water out of a river. And he goes, hey, guess what? You're going to be my army. Great. And they go to God and they say, God, you're going to give us the best weapons, right? And God says, well, actually, I'm going to give you a trumpet, a clay pot, and a torch. And you're going to go up against the Midianites. 
Gideon says, well, that doesn't sound like a great idea, but okay, if you say so. So in the darkness, they go to the Midianites where they are at camp. And the trumpets begin to blow. And with each trumpet, they assume that there must be a thousand men there. And the Midianites are freaking out by this many people surrounding their camp. And then Gideonite calls them to break their pot. And they break the pot, revealing the torch. They see all these lights and they go, oh my goodness. They probably said worse things than that. And the Midianites turn on themselves. They kill one another and they are defeated. Isaiah is writing in a time that is dark. A time in which Israel has been removed from its land and is living in enemy place. A time where they are wondering, where is this God who is so good and so faithful? Why hasn't God answered our pleas? And the prophet Isaiah comes to them and says, Just as it was in the day of Gideon, when he defeated the Midianites, so it will be with you. He says that the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of darkness, on them the light has shined. For unto us a child is born, a son given. Authority will rest on his shoulders. He is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Fast forward and we find shepherds in a field watching their flock by night. And the angels come upon them. The shepherds are living minute to minute. Not even paycheck to paycheck. It's worse than that. Joseph and Mary, who are not married yet, find out that Mary is pregnant. They've been forced to go into another city to be taxed more than they are already currently being taxed. And they're done, and this is called for by the Roman emperor who rules over them. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness on them, light has shined. I think if we're willing to be honest with ourselves, if we're willing to be vulnerable with each other for just a moment, that this is really the stature that most of us live day to day. We worry about whether the gifts that we have purchased so, uh, with so much care and thought that are under the Christmas tree, you worry are those the gifts that your loved one really wants. Maybe you're getting ready to go to a nice family meal and you have to, you just pray that you can bite your tongue long enough to make it through without saying what you really think. <laughs> Maybe you're worried about an economy that is changing or the credit card bills that have paid for this Christmas. Maybe you're worried about your health or your friends or your family. I think if most of us are willing to admit it, that our posture is much like the Israelites who in the book of Judges were living in caves because we were afraid. Now our fear may not be the Midianites and our caves may not be literal caves, but what I think they are are the, 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 the public face that we give to everyone. Everything is great. Everything is wonderful. Life is awesome. Just look at the Christmas card that I sent out. 
I've seen some of your Christmas cards, and they're beautiful. But I have yet to see anyone ever send a Christmas card that shows the dirty dishes that are stacked in their sink, and no one's (laughs) going to know when they're going to get done. The clothes may be beautiful on you and, and, and your family, but it doesn't show the stacks of clothes in the hamper that needs to be folded. Our Christmas letters tell all the wonderful things that we did and how brilliant all of our family is. But do we ever write in the letter the truth that sometimes we say and do things we should not do? Do we ever remind people that sometimes we are jerks? Do we ever remind people that sometimes we live in darkness and we are waiting for the light to shine upon us? NPR columnist David Sedaris writes in Santa Land his reflections about working in New York City's Macy's department store, uh, working for the big guy. And he says, if you want to know what Christmas is really like, just go and watch a department store Santa. Mothers who put their children so they can get the perfect picture, hairspray Santa's eyes so that the hair stays in place. Children who are afraid and begin to cry, parents threaten them with something that they're really going to be crying about if they don't stop. (laughs) And he says that that, that the reason this happens is, is because the parents' idea of a world that they cannot make for themselves, and so they make a world that doesn't really exist. We have beautiful decorations up here. We have a very lovely Mary who's gone through childbirth for 16 hours, and she looks very nice and (laughs) put together. But Chad Bird reminds us this. The original Christmas was not sweetness and light. The Son of God showed up in our world far from home, smothered in darkness with demons lurking nearby, that there was a sociopathic king that was wanting to murder him, and for 33 years of his life, the entire humanity that he surrounded himself with did not understand him. They backstabbed him, they slandered him, and eventually they crucified him, all by casting lots to see who gets his clothes. And yet it is this world that God comes into the world in person of Jesus Christ. Jesus is not just another good prophet. Jesus is not just another social worker. Jesus is not just a good teacher. Jesus is God incarnate, God in human flesh. And if that is not true, then we have no hope. But I believe that the Jesus that we worship changes everything because the light has come into the world. Martin Luther, in one of his Christmas sermons, says this. Look at the child, knowing nothing. Yet all that is belongs to him, that your conscience should not fear, but take comfort in this baby. Doubt nothing. Watch him spring in the lap of the maiden. Laugh with him. Look upon this Lord of peace, and your spirit will be at peace. See how God invites you to see the many ways He places before you a babe with whom you may take refuge. You cannot fear him. 
lying at the lap of the fairest and sweetest maid, you will see how great is the divine goodness which seeks above all else that you should not despair. Trust him. Trust him. Here's the child in whom is salvation. To me, Luther says, there is no greater consolation given to humankind than this, that Christ became man, a child, a babe, playing in the lap and at the breast of his most glorious mother. Who is there whom this sight would not comfort? Now has overcome the power of sin, death, hell, conscience, and guilt. If you come to this gurgling babe and believe that he has come not to judge you, he has come to save you. Jesus was born to love you. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more, go to ChristChurchTulsa.org. And peace be with you.